Welcome to the Knowledge for Teachers podcast. My name is Brendan Lee, and I will be chatting to researchers, teachers, and experts about what evidence-informed education is and the nuances involved with actually implementing effective and sustainable school-based education. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the land that we are all on today. I am on the beautiful land of the Darug and Gundungurra people in the lower blue mountains of New South Wales, Australia. I would like to pay respect to the elders both past, present and emerging, who are the traditional custodians of this country. As we learn together today, I would like to extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. This land always was, and always will be the land of the First Nations people. This is the second of a three-part series that is focused on the Catholic education Archdiocese of Canberra-Golburn. Across the three episodes, I delve into Catalyst, which is the term used that encompasses their approach to teaching and learning across the system. In the previous episode, I spoke to Ross Fox, the director, and he gave an inspiring recap of how Catalyst was initiated and the vision behind it. In this chat with Catalyst Education Lead, Patrick Ellis, you'll hear in detail about the implementation process, the challenges that they have faced, and what they have learned from trying to implement such a big shift across 56 schools. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Patrick Ellis. Patrick, are you able to tell us a bit about your journey into the position that you're in today? Yeah, for sure. So my position over the last 20 odd years has been working in Catholic education across three systems and in varying roles in leadership prior to coming into the role of education lead at CECG was a principal in a Canberra school for a few years and moved into this position to lead the teaching and learning team, but specifically to lead Catalyst across our 56 schools. Yeah, and in terms of your, you know, your, your education journey, what sort of challenges have you faced along the way? You know, I'm sure you would have you've had many. Yeah, yeah, plenty. And I actually started my teaching career out west in a New South Wales outback school, predominantly Indigenous. And so that was that there were a lot of challenges there, of course. As a beginning teacher, I didn't know what I didn't know and had to go on a, a bit of a learning journey there. And in reflection, the work now that we're doing in Catalyst with explicit instruction uh, and high impact teaching practice now reflect to, to see that I was utilising some of those practices. I didn't know then, but that's what yeah. I was doing. I was sort of forced to to be more direct in, in my instruction with very clear routines and structure just because of the learners that I had in front of me. So it's great now going through the, the knowledge building that I am to be able to lead this, that I'm now understanding why that was so effective then. I actually went back out to the school to take over as principal 10 years after I had started there. So that was a great opportunity for me as an educational leader to, to you know, really refine my own leadership in an environment that can be quite challenging and quite complex. So all of that has led to, you know, to, to today and, and being able to lead the teaching and learning across Canberra-Goulburn. Yeah, and I guess from a, a, a principal's point of view, what, what are some of your key takeaways from, from that experience? Yeah, I think it's really, really important to have that clear, clear vision or sort of clear expectations of everybody that comes into the school, you know, out there very, very clear around the, uh, the turnover of staff, the challenges of living and working in a community such as that. So for me, you know, really making, making it clear, not assuming that people know what you're talking about, being really clear with the expectations, really clear with the professional learning that's being provided really clear with support and structures that are in place, particularly for the teachers, uh, ensuring that they are constantly sort of refining their, their own practice and building their knowledge uh, for, for the learners that are in front of them. And, you know, really, really important that you can't, you know, you can't do it all on your, on your own as a leader. So really focusing on, on those early adopters in whatever you are implementing within a school and utilising them to help to help sort of sell a story, I suppose, and to help on the pathway of of that implementation and, and ultimately to school improvement. So, yeah, look, it's it's and, and a lot of that is what is what's coming to light through Catalyst. You know, when we when we come up a level for our fifty six schools and being really clear on on the pathway forward and and how best 
we as a system can support our school leaders to then support their teachers, the most important learners in our system. Yeah, you know, what, what you say sounds quite obvious in being really clear, but it's one of those things which does get missed a lot, you know, and 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 we kind of get caught up in the busyness that we forgot forget to to actually just pause and, and make sure that our communication is really clear. How, how have you kind of um, learnt about that process? Yeah, it is. You're right. It, it's really, in a school, it's very, very complex and there are a lot of competing priorities and there's trade-offs. You know, you can't, you can't do everything at once. And I think for just, just having that really clear focus on teaching and learning as the priority, I, I think is important as a leader and ensuring that you are really closely connected to the teaching and learning that's occurring in, in the school. You know, I, I reflect upon my time as, as a leader across two different schools of, you know, perhaps the, the times that I walk past the classroom and observe practice that maybe I should have picked up on, you know, in terms of just that that wasn't the practice that, that, we, that we agreed upon in this school. And yeah. So, you know, now I realise just how important that is to that I didn't have the knowledge as a leader, perhaps, to be able to support that teacher through that practice change. So I think that's, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people as well to keep that, to keep that on the agenda and keep the teaching and learning as, as a priority, I think is important as well as a leader. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice reflection you've made about, you know, you only know as much as you know, and and, and sometimes you you, you don't make the right decisions, but that's that's also because you don't actually know, you don't have those mental models to to make the, the decisions at the right time. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the important part is that reflective phase. Yeah, that's right, hundred percent. And and through the work that we're now doing at Canberra Goldman through Catalyst is just you know diving deeper into research and and realizing now what. What I didn't know, perhaps as a as a teacher, but as a leader, you know, it's it's reflecting upon you know what I think now that I didn't used to think, and what I now do that I perhaps didn't do in the past, and I think that's all part of of, of being a teacher, and and you know why we all get into the the job that we we do, we want to make a difference to every student that walks into our classroom, and we want to continue to learn, and I think that's that's important as a as a leader to you know to recognise that you don't you don't. You might not be across every everything at once, and you might not have the the depth of knowledge across multiple areas. But surrounding yourself with the people that can support you, whether that's in in the school, but also externally, you know the the ecosystem. I suppose, for a better word, that we've surrounded ourselves in now at CCG has really helped build my own knowledge and and in supporting our leaders as well. So it's you know not to be. Not to be shy, we're reaching out to to access support where support's needed. Yeah, and so I guess moving forward into your current role as education lead, what exactly does that entail? Yeah, so it is looking and supporting our 56 schools. So we have 56 schools across ACT and New South Wales and varying from primary, central and secondary colleges. And supporting them in their teaching and learning approach in, in, in school improvement. So it's all things curriculum, pedagogy, assessment. It's work in with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education, English additional language dialect, digital learning, virtual learning. So all things that fall under, under teaching and learning. And obviously I've got a, I've got a team at CE here to support, to support in all of those areas. And it's, it's really working with schools with where they're at on their school improvement journey and how we can support them as a system to, to move to the next the next step, depending on what their priority is. Obviously, Catalyst is all about curriculum, pedagogy and assessment. So that's that's been a significant focus for us. But there are other aspects of teaching and learning that, that we also support in and that might be supporting leaders with the building the knowledge in their school with their teachers, it may be demoing lessons, it might be sitting with staff, supporting them with programming and planning, it might be supporting or accessing resources, curriculum resources for schools to utilise. So it's quite varying and it's dependent on, on, on where, where schools are at in their journey and how we can support them to continue to stretch forward. 
Yeah, and talk me through, you know, the implementation process from your end, you know, so so when when did it all start? How did you get, kind of get involved initially? Yeah, so the, the, the Catalyst journey started officially. Officially, we, we launched in 2021. Uh, so this is now our third year of implementation. There was a quite a significant knowledge building piece that occurred in the in the couple of years prior to 2021, which involved working with our leaders, our principals, assistant principals, and undertook you know immersions to other schools, evidence forums where we would go, where we would work to identify schools that were high performing across across the country and and put together little groups to go and explore and and discover what was happening at that school, what made that school considered high performing and what could we learn from that, as well as building building our own knowledge and then realizing sort of where with that as a system needing support in that in the design piece of catalyst. It's it's quite significant transformation and looking at the support from knowledge society in that design piece of catalyst. So that all sort of took place prior to when we 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 launched Catalyst. We did part of that process was identifying where the needs were in our in our system, student needs, but also teacher knowledge as well. And and then what the research was telling us about how students learn best and how we could be more effective and more efficient in our practice. And so yeah, so there was a couple of there was you know significant time, a couple of years prior to actually when we implemented Catalyst um, to get to the point where we were able to to work with schools. And so how did that initial process work in terms of getting schools on board? Did you just say to everyone, all right, this is what we're doing? Was it optional? Did you kind of start small and then, you know, scale it? Or how did that all work? Yeah, great question. It was it was a part of that this is now our um, direction as a system. So this, it wasn't a sort of an, an opt-in necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was a reassuring leaders that we would work with their school with where their school was placed and how we could move them forward. So that that looked different across different schools. And even today, we have schools at different points across their, I suppose, their catalyst journey. So not every school is at the same, the same point. They're, they're building their knowledge and they're implementing certain practice or program or letting go of things that they've done previously in order to make room for, for new learning. So we, we work with each of those schools for the next step. And early on in the in the piece, it was really working with smaller groups of schools, I would say, in terms of sort of the early adopters and, yep. and identifying the sort of first wave of, of schools and then for principals to do that within their school and, and identify the early adopters in, in their school and the first wave of teachers that so sort of worked on both levels. And to be able to internally build our own knowledge as well. So we got quite close with schools early on with the professional learning that they were undertaking, the teaching and learning team, to for us to be able to know how best to support schools. And and so then those, you know, early early adopters and first waves of schools and, and teachers within those schools then helped us refine perhaps the professional learning that was undertaken, ready for the next school to to sort of come on board and, and we, we gathered momentum from there. So we, you know, we started with a, a handful of schools and then and then sort of built out to now all 56 schools, for instance, are involved in high impact teaching practice, professional learning, which is part of the building theory and observing demonstrations, having a go at the practice themselves and receiving coaching feedback. So all of our schools are on board with that. In the first year, not all of our schools were on board. So it wasn't the right time for them, but we did make it very clear that this this was our pathway forward and we would support each school with what the next step was for them. Yeah, so, you know, looking at that first wave, the first group, what are some of the key factors that stood out to you that you then made sure you implemented across the other schools? Yeah, it was being really specific with what we, what practice or what piece of theory we wanted those those teachers to dive into. So, ensuring that they had the time to be able to take the learning and to be able to implement and have the follow the follow up the feedback from the coaching was really important so we knew that that was something that we needed to to continue and then 
just in the the sort of ripple effect from that early early professional learning was just the the need for instructional materials or resourcing to support that and so we had to respond as a system to be able to ensure ensure we had everything that the teachers needed in their hands to be able to effectively implement the change that we wanted to for them to do we also realized early on just the significance of the change uh, mm-hmm. for some teachers that mm-hmm. what we were asking them to change in their practice was quite significant for them and so we had to for some for some teachers and some schools really break that down and just you know to just focus on you know maybe it's a a short daily review just let's just focus on that and you know reviewing content taught previously or let's just focus on implementing you know mini whiteboards for instance for checking for understanding let's just let's just focus on that to to be quite specific uh, and so the teachers could 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 feel the success, I suppose, in the change in in their practice, and and that that to become more habit in their mm. practice to then be able to then you know have their own cognitive load to be able to take on then the next piece of information. So I think early on we didn't perhaps realise how how much we were asking at once in those sort of first and to a first professional learning. So we just had to break it down a little bit more and be really specific in what we were what we were asking. And thankfully we work with amazing coaches who are able to to chunk that for us. Yeah, you know, you've you've touched on how important motivation is and, and getting those those early wins, you know, we know that success breeds success. And so having having those early wins with the checking for understanding and using the mini whiteboards and you know the daily reviews, they're things which aren't requiring teachers to make as big a shift in what they're currently doing. Yeah, so I'm sure it would have been an easier sell. And, and so yeah, it's a, a good adjustment that you make there. You know, just outside looking in, it sounds like it, it would have been easier to implement and and saying to you know everyone, you need to stop all your balanced literacy practices and and we're going to go into structured literacy. You know, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right, that's that's such a big shift to make. I just want to ask you about, you know, your so you've touched a couple of times on touched on how your you've got your professional learning happening. I'm really interested to know how you've been able to make that sustainable and then scalable as well. Yeah, great question. And and for us, you know, we we do have the have the benefit of a system behind 56 schools. So, you know, and and part of this journey is connecting with lots of other like-minded schools outside of our system and and you know, those principals talking to me about how challenging it is just in an isolated school. So, the fact that we've got a whole a whole system and a and a director who has a, a very clear vision of teaching and learning for our system helps in order to have that the sort of scale that that we needed. Part of the professional learning and the support that the coaches and the teaching and learning team are providing to our schools is really starting to identify teachers within our system who have implemented or gone through this practice change um, really effectively and and have turned around their whole practice and and also have the the ability to perhaps sort of influence or inspire their colleagues around them and so. We're keen to work closer with them in terms of the sustainability of this moving forward. We also, part of that sustainability is, you know, we've been fortunate to work with the people that we do in Dr. Lorraine Hemmen or Michael and Tony Hatton Roberts from Coglern or Jordan Jarrod, Brooke Wadana from Shaping Minds or Ingrid from Teachwell, all these amazing people that we surround ourselves with means that our teachers and leaders can also get quite close to the coaching that's occurring in schools and and the professional learning that's been undertaken in schools. So they're sort of shadowing those coaches to be able to see high impact teaching practice through their eyes um, in order to to build their own capacity or capability for us for for long term. And, And in terms of some of the professional learning, everything that we do within Catalyst is is recorded as well and, and and with facilitation guides that are provided to leaders so that assists us with the onboarding as well as we move forward so that leaders aren't having to go and put together a, a professional learning on what is the science of reading that we've got that there for them and we've done that heavy lifting and have those guides and implementation supports 
with the help of, of people like Knowledge Society to be able to, to have those for the sort of foreseeable future and, and tweak and refine where we need to. So it's just making sure that we sort of codify, you know, all of that, all that that we're, we're working on to be able to have long term. Yeah. And, and so in terms of like logistically, how do you manage that onboarding process? And, you know, so you've got, you've got your current teachers and then you've got new teachers coming in. In terms of professional learning, are they they're doing this in their own time? You know, are, are new teachers being given extra time during the day? How's that all work? Yeah, look, it's 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 very it varies in, in, in different schools. So some schools are doing as, as part of the boarding at the school. So on a professional learning day, that those teachers that are new to our system are undertaking some online units that we've developed to bring them up to speed on the science of reading or science of learning, or what what we mean by high impact teaching practice. In other cases, they're utilising some of their planning time. So for our at primary schools, we've we've given additional RFF through tablets to those schools as well. So there's an opportunity for them to do that. And and then we have, you know, those that are wanting to dive deeper in their own time and, and we have a lot of supports on our Catalyst website for them or the or the prior keynote presentations and knowledge packs that we've put together, trying to refine the research for them, just to, you know, whatever we can do to make it as easy as possible for teachers is, is is what we're sort of trying to trying to achieve. Yeah, and, and just kind of backtracking a little bit, how have you managed the, the challenging staff members? You know, so whether it's principals, whether it's teachers, middle leaders, how have you managed them and getting them on board? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. It's like like all schools, you know, everyone's on a different different journey. And 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 for us, it's really looking at I think how we've done it is really looking at each school and understanding where that school is placed, where they've come from, and how we can move them forward. And to, you know, in some schools and with some teachers, you know, it requires a lot of a lot of time to sit down and and chat to them about the journey that we're undertaking and you know, sometimes it's actually talking them through that we're not saying that actually. This is what this is what we're saying. So sometimes we change as you know increased anxiety and and once you dive into this space, as you'd know that you know there's a little bit of guilt that perhaps comes up as well about you know sort of what what your practice was prior to to knowing some of this research that we all should know through our, our initial teacher training, but we don't. So there's there's a whole piece there around the the relational aspect and just walking walking with our leaders and our teachers on this journey and recognising that not everyone is going to get it straight away and others might require some additional additional support and that might be at the at the school level or it might be at the classroom level. But it I think for us just the ability to really look at each of our 56 schools, I suppose, as a as a as a, a case in itself has helped us to then determine what's most important for them. So we don't want to provide perhaps those six things because it might overwhelm them. That it might just be this one thing that we want you guys to focus on as you move forward. Yeah, and just you know, looking at some of the resources that you guys have, you, you know, you've got things for English, for mathematics, you know, for explicit instruction. And did you? implement all of it at once or did you have kind of a you know a staged approach towards the, the implementation yeah we we had essentially a bit of a stage approach so in the in the primary space we really focused on one curriculum area so the school might have focused learning high impact teaching practice explicit instruction through english where another school might have focused more in the mathematics space and then take you know part of the the professional learning and the training is then what you've learned in that particular curriculum area, how can that apply to other curriculum areas, which is what schools, particularly our primary schools, are going through at the moment, taking, you know, what does it look like to check for understanding in, you know, in history or what does it look, what does a daily review look like in geography? So they're, they're starting to look at that now. For our secondary space, they're obviously they're based in curriculum areas or faculties, and so they would come, the training that they would undertake would be in their, their subject or curriculum area. And but theirs might look a little bit different in compared to primary. So, for instance, you know, we in primary we encourage a daily review, but in secondary, you know, they might not have the class every day. So it then you know becomes 
more just review. It might be, you know, twice a week or weekly, depending on their, mm-hmm. on how often they have those students. But across all of our the work that we've done, it's all been a really consistent focus, really building off science of learning, science of reading. Specifically early on was really diving in as a system into the research around cognitive load theory. And yep. that was that was important for us as a system then to realize why we need to we need to look into this a little bit further and that helped teachers and you know people like Ollie Lovell of the, of the world they're the ones that sort of help us dive into that and unpack that that theory and, and what that means for our for our teaching so yeah it was it varied across our across our schools and and how you know how quickly they moved into other curriculum areas compared to the one they started with one of the big mindset shifts for many teachers involved with Catalyst is being held more accountable around what and how they are teaching. What sorts of things have you put in place to support this change for both teachers and school leaders? Yes, there there are there is more accountability, and I, I think so. There should be. You know, we hold an important role as a teacher, but with that accountability comes more support from a system as well. So, Catalyst is all about taking each school and each teacher from where they are, acknowledging their experience and expertise to date and supporting them to continuously improve. So as teachers, you know, we all get into to the profession to make a positive impact on the lives of our students, particularly with, with learning. So I actually think teachers want to raise the status of the profession and, and Catalyst is providing us uh, an opportunity for that. So as I mentioned, high standard, you know, that we're we're striving towards, but that comes with the wraparound support and giving teachers the confidence to know the students in front of them, where they've come from. So if we can get that really strong alignment of curriculum resources and scope and sequencing, it means that the students coming coming to the classroom and then leaving your classroom, you know, there's sort of that continuation of learning. We made the decision to start with pedagogy early on because we didn't have the knowledge of the science of learning or cognitive science and we weren't ready as a system to have the detail, I suppose, of, of what to teach, apart from New South Wales syllabus and Australian curriculum, of course, but and, and it was still tied up quite a lot in what we teach in teacher autonomy and identity and different learning styles and, and different students and all of that that was our thinking of the past. And so for us, focusing on how to teach with the wraparound supporting experts, with a clear focus on building that sort of shared collective knowledge, science of learning across our system and the implications for classroom practice, focusing on engagement norms, instructional routines, it sort of helped help the profession or help the whole system here to, to sort of raise the standard themselves and, and us to support them with that. And now we're having deeper conversations about what to teach and, and teachers are asking for more and more. So I think that, you know, the, yes, the accountability is there and that sort of bringing us together as a system in that, but it's also the, the wraparound supports that we can provide to, to our teachers. Yeah. And did you have, you know, any, any teachers, especially at the start, who, you know, pushed back a bit against having to, you know, basically be told that you need to change what you're doing? And for a lot of teachers, that can be hard to take when they haven't got the same level of autonomy that they're used to having. Yeah, I don't, yes, good question. I don't think it was so much pushing back. It was more, you know, a, a lack of knowledge, really. And, and that was on us for a system to help support each teacher or each school, each principal, each teacher with with building that understanding and that knowledge of of why they they needed to evolve their practice or refine their practice or or change their practice completely, but it was it was you know early on in Catalyst there were a lot of visits to schools, a lot of conversations with leaders and teachers, a lot of sort of unpacking that you know this is what we mean we don't we don't mean that you know so there was some anxiety early on you know change is hard, but it was really about helping teachers to build that knowledge and understanding of the of the awareness that that there was a need to change that we could be better than what we are and then working with with all the supports that we could provide and resourcing to really drive that desire to want to change uh, as well so early on that I think the success of teachers 
looking deeper into their practice and and evolving their practice meant that there was increased engagement and less behavioural issues early on and that really meant that teachers could reflect and think, you know, that well, this is actually having a difference, that this is, mm. this is having impact. So that sort of helped build that early momentum whilst we're still building our collective knowledge as a system. Yeah, and so, you know, like with this increase in alignment between, you know, all the different schools within your system, naturally, like, it makes sense for schools to collaborate more because you're you're on the same page. Did you just see that kind of naturally evolve or have you, you know, supported that in, in a sense? Yeah, a bit, bit of both. So yeah. it really has strengthened us as a system, having, and I think that's the power of what we're doing as a system because it's it's 56 schools. So 56 schools talking the same language, discussing the same practice, talking about the same resources. So, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty powerful. And, you know, that all those conversations, it's teaching and learning at the core, which is, which is pretty incredible. So what we have early on, we, we did foster some of those connections and collaborations. And, and for us, the, the really close uh, attention to detail on how each school is journey, journeying through Catalyst means that we could connect schools, but even down to the teacher level, connect teachers and, and with other teachers across schools. So if a teacher was we were visiting a school and a teacher was struggling a little bit with, with their pace, for instance, early on, that knowing the teachers and knowing what schools and teachers, the professional learning and supports that were made available to them, we knew of teachers who could really demonstrate great pace in their lessons. And so we were able to connect teacher to teacher and schools to school to help them with, with their journey. So early on, we, we took a, a more proactive role in that, fostering that sort of collaboration and, and networking and connections. But now it's actually schools and teachers are doing that themselves because we have that, that common baseline across all of our schools. So we have teachers now sharing slide decks and, and resources as well, which is which is excellent, which is what we want. And, and from a system point of view, it means that the teaching and learning team who support our schools with their catalyst journey means that we can be more effective and more efficient in the support we provide our schools because we know the practice that we're walking into to be able to support and we we know in detail the resources all the teaching and learning team members have all undertaken any of the training that we've asked any of our teachers to do over the last three years. So, so we've walked that journey with them. So we're, we're able to support them, I think, more strategically to help them. Yeah. You know, and then kind of building on that, you spoke before about how a lot of the, the professional learning has focused on pedagogy and then looking at, you know, how learning happens. You've allowed a bit of variation in the curriculum. So in, you know, what, what teachers are teaching. How have you ensured that there's, I guess, a bit of quality control around that? Yeah, as, as I mentioned before, it is, you know, really taking each school from where they were um, and moving them forward in their school improvement journey. journey. So when we started and, and implemented, started to implement Catalyst, we did have 56 schools at different points with their own yep. curriculum knowledge and their own understanding of evidence base. We might have had new leadership teams, we may have had more behavioural challenges in, in one school compared to another that needed to be addressed as first. So we were conscious of that, that change process that Catalyst was going to be in teaching and learning and, and that importance of building that awareness for change for every school in our system. So it meant that we could, we could support schools with that sort of foundational or that thread of consistency in practice across our 56 schools, but could significantly reduce the variation in what curriculum resources they were accessing. So we could, you know, move from 20 different programs across yeah. our schools down to three. And, and we could ensure that those three that we would recommend as a system and endorse and back 
were evidence-based and were programs that we we were had knowledge in, that we had been trained in, that we could support the teachers with that, whether it would be through some classroom observations or working with our external providers as well in terms of the implementation and fidelity of those programs. So it, I think for us, it, you know, that that has that helped early on, not only for the buying of schools, but also to help for some schools to have the scaffold that they needed in order to to be able to focus on on the practice. So that's an ongoing process for us, you know, in terms of the fidelity to the programs that have been implemented in some schools. But that's that's part of part of the teaching and learning team support, and we know that it's consistent. In, in practice and it's evidence-based and, and drawing from science of learning or science of reading. So, you know, for us, that, that sort of gives us some assurances with an ongoing support structure. Yeah. And, you know, off-air, we, we spoke a bit about the curriculum and how you were considering building a, a bit of a knowledge-rich curriculum. What sort of things are you looking at for that? Yeah, it's an important it's an important space for us, and well, probably not just for us, but for for many education systems and and for education in Australia, I think. But so for us, we focus firstly on maths and English, and as the core subjects, particularly in K to six space, and worked on the low variation curriculum in a sense with Dr. Lorraine Hammond and Shaping Minds, and and now with our partnership with OCA, just drilling down into the lesson uh, materials. We've also connected with Dr. Nathaniel Swain and Shane Pearson with the Read to Learn units and based on the core knowledge units from the US. And so we've got some schools trialing those at present. And we, you know, we're continuing to build our own knowledge across the system in the importance of knowledge. And, and we're keen to support and continue to look into that space for units being written for the Australian context as well. And but teachers who have trialed those units speak so positively about the increased engagement. And learning that is that has occurred, which is pretty promising. This would be part of sort of our long-term vision, I suppose, in curriculum, really to have an ambitious, low variation, knowledge-rich curriculum across K to 10. You know, we we would like to see scoping sequences provided to schools, perhaps down to the, you know, down to the level. So that teachers don't have to start from a blank page and blank slide deck and, and really shifting from a skills base to a knowledge knowledge-rich curriculum would be would be our, our path forward but it's it's a massive job and a, and a real long-term vision for us that hopefully you know more education systems and schools and perhaps you know can connect together to make this happen you know not just for our system but I know lots of individual schools isolated schools and, and other systems are also talking in this space so part of our long-term vision but there's a there's a bit to do on, on that journey. Yeah, so let's talk success stories, you know, so look, looking, I know it's still relatively early days, you've only you know, really been going for a couple of years, you know, and, and you've scaled so quickly, you know, but in terms of, you know, real, real world examples of, of success and results, which is basically what, unfortunately, we are judged on, <laughs> you know, what, what have you seen so far? Yeah, yeah, yes, we are often, particularly in education. So yeah. for us in, in Catalyst, really distinction from the past was the importance of teachers and teachers being the most important learner in the system and that our theory of change is that if we focus on our teachers and provide our teachers with what they need in their practice that student outcomes will improve so we that was quite clear early on which is great and as a as a teacher then it gave sort of the assurance that we're not going to stop this at the end of the year if we don't see massive improvements in student learning that we are, this is what the research tells us and this is what we're, this is our pathway forward and, and we're going to stick with that, which was firstly quite assuring, reassuring for, for our teaching profession. In terms of the, then now the success, so for things, you know, when we look at our high impact teaching practice, the professional learning, we're at, we're, by the end of this year, we'll have 1,200 teachers who have been, who have undertaken professional learning and have been coached in their practice. Of that, we've recently done a self-reflection survey for our teachers where we had significant reflection on teachers in terms of the, the frequency of practice now being implemented in their classroom, going from, you know, rarely 
and never, perhaps in some cases to daily um, or, you know, more than daily in terms of every lesson. Uh, in terms of the student uh, student outcomes, early days, and but our year three reading is very promising. The growth that we've made, which is, you know, for us within Catalyst, K-2 literacy was a was a focus early on and, and just making sure we had evidence-based practice and structured literacy occurring. And so for us to see our year three reading improvement, that's that's really promising for us to know that we are on the we are on the right path. We had early on, which we didn't expect, I suppose, the feedback around the decreasing in behavioural incidences that were occurring in schools. So early on with a clear focus on our practice and engagement norms within the classroom. We have many stories across schools around the behaviour decreasing and the increased engagement and that really helped us and with that success you mentioned earlier success breeds success and that was exactly what occurred early on that teachers then went oh this is working you know uh, mm. our kids are, our kids are actually engaged and they're active and and so they wanted to learn more and so that helped with the momentum early on as well so we ha- yeah we have no doubt that for us our, our student learning outcomes will continue to to improve across the board and you know we've had great great data that's come in for particularly those students you know in intervention programs that we've now moved towards evidence-based practice in in those intervention within our schools and some really impressive sort of regarding for some of our schools implementing this change in early on in kindergarten and then you know doing pre and post sort of analysis in that space so we're, we're we're on the right path and so which is pretty exciting i think yeah you're right it, it really is exciting i remember when i first came across you know the catalyst project that you've got going on and i was like you know how, how good is this to see a whole system working together because you know you don't see oh, i can't name another you know system that is working as collaboratively as you guys are you know with such a large group of schools you know, I'm personally lucky enough to be a part of a, we call ourselves a solar collective, the science of learning and reading. And, but, you know, we're, we're I think, 16 schools, which is still, you know, fairly large for, for what we're doing. But, yeah, just to see the level that, that you guys are, are scaling at and, you know, the impact that, that it's having and the, the, the caliber of people that you've, you've had involved, it's, some, yeah, it's really impressive to see in Australia and, and promising for our students. Look, I'm, I am about to visit. You know, I think one school, one or two schools that are part of the the, the Catalyst project. What what can I expect? Oh yeah, yeah, good good question. And and look, you it, it'll be amazing to for you to visit our schools. You know, when I get to to visit the schools and now actually being invited into classrooms to visit, which is unusual for you know a teacher to ask perhaps somebody from a central office to come in to observe their practice that mm. I'm receiving those those requests now which is which is pretty pretty exciting actually but yeah you you will you will see teachers re-energized in in their in their profession you'll see students that are actively engaged you will see fast-paced lessons you will see principals and 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 leaders who are really connected with the classroom practice that's occurring in their schools and you know you'll just yeah you'll just see great learning and you know great teaching occurring which is which is you know which is exciting to see and I think that's you know part of you mentioned you know just with the work that you're doing but you know part of you know whilst we'll focus on our 56 schools of course that's our primary focus it is also important for us to to share our story as well to the broader educational you know systems because for us you know, we, we're committed to this and, you know, this is, we, we believe this is the right way to be teaching and, and the right pathway forward for all education systems. So, you know, the more that we can share our story and connect with others and collaborate with others and network with others, the better we are as well. And it helps us on our journey and it helps us to, to sustain the work that we're doing within Catalyst and hopefully impact, you know, not only our own system, but that, that of others. Yeah, and, you know, building on that long-term vision, what other things are you looking at, you know, doing through Catalyst and, you know, what's happening in, in the next 12 months and what are you excited about? 
Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty excited that, that Catalyst is our long-term approach, just that in itself, uh, that we've got a we've got a commitment that this is now now our pathway forward. And, you know, we're working on with the team with under the direction of our director, Ross Fox, working on a on you know multi-year plan for Catalyst so that it's not something that's going to finish or or stop like so many things in education. It is it is our pathway forward. It will of course continue to learn, build our own knowledge and refine. So while some of the support uh, might look a little different, perhaps some more in some areas and less in others, but we will have continued engagement with our ex- external providers, continued curriculum development, continued monitoring of the in the coaching feedback for our teachers as of course with professional learning and I suppose for us the just at the core you know we we are continuing to focus on our teachers as the most important learners we have so many conversations here in the office about how how can we support them how can we what can we provide for those teachers to be as effective and as efficient as they can be as well as enjoying their craft and for for our students and our parents they expect this mm. so we're we're committed to to catalyst as long term and you know we welcome other schools and systems to connect with us to collaborate and learn to together as we move forward. Yeah, you know, as as I've kind of gotten to understand what Catalyst is about and, you know, learn through getting to know you and, and speak to Royce and, and just seeing um, what's actually happening, you know, from the vision all the way through down, it's it's been, yeah, really, really impressive to see in action. And, yeah, I just want to say, like, well done on what you guys have achieved so far. And, and you know, it sounds like you've still got a lot of exciting things happening in the pipeline. But, I guess just just finishing up our conversation, like what what sort of advice do you have for, you know, educators or leaders who are looking to do, you know, something similar, maybe on a smaller scale, you know, to what you guys have achieved through through Catalyst? What sort of things could they be doing? And, you know, is there any research or resources that you would recommend? Yeah. Well, I think the first the first piece of advice I would I would give is to to build your own knowledge to start to start reading, to start listening to podcasts like this one and and really build your own your own knowledge in this space. It was that was pretty critical for us, so you know, whilst Catalyst has now been in schools for for 3 years as a program, you know, we had about 2 years prior to that with diving into research, visiting schools, you know, really having those deep conversations about, you know, how learning happens and and how how children how children learn. So I think that's really, really quite important. And it's and it's a pretty easy start just to be able to to grab up grab a book or listen to a podcast or you know on Twitter or social media. You know, there's so many amazing people that are so generous with what they share and can ask questions on those platforms. So I think that would be probably the starting point. And, and through that building of knowledge and getting into that science of learning and science of reading space, you build your network. And, and that's so important as well. I think for us, you know, has been surrounded by, a, in a sense, this sort of ecosystem of, of experts and, and professionals and to be able to bounce ideas off and to talk things through. And I'm fortunate in the role that I am that, that I'm in that I am able to call up some amazing people to be able to ask questions and seek advice from. And so I think building that knowledge and, and building that network is, is really important. A couple of, a book early on that actually my director, Ross Fox, gave me before I started this job three years ago was Why Learning Happens by Kirshner and Hendrick. And I think that that was quite a, a game changer for me to, to just start to read about, the, to read the research behind how we learn and what that means for us as teachers. So that one, you know, was a, was a great book early on. And, but I think just, you know, in terms of a piece of advice, it would it would just be to go easy on yourself and be kind to yourself. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves as teachers and for our own worst critic of, and, and we and we put that on often ourselves. But particularly with the change practice and a, a change process, like, you know, we compare ourselves to others and you know, we might lay awake at night thinking about the impact that we've had or not had in class that day. So I, I think just be really kind to yourself, build your knowledge, network, and dive into into pieces of yeah, research and podcasts wherever you can. 
I think that just lastly that, you know, from the US science of reading movement, just that, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I think that's, you know, something good to to keep at the forefront as you undertake this change process. And, you know, we, we are a system, think we're fortunate and, and I'm thankful to belong to a system that is on this on this path that I, I welcome anybody connecting with us so we can learn together. We've got a long way to go. So uh, to be able to learn with others and collaborate together, I, I welcome that. Awesome, Patrick. Lots of wise words there. Build, build your own knowledge, build your network. Make sure that you're kind to yourself. And then when you know better, do better. I, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I'm sure that a lot of schools and school leaders, they'll be reaching out to, to yourself and, and, you know, looking into to Catalyst a lot more because I think there's just so much that we can learn from what has happened that you guys have driven. And it's exciting to see, you know, this sort of thing happening in Australia. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens next. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for all you're doing, your support. And yeah, and please, anybody reach out. We, we'd be more than happy to have a conversation and, and, and visit some schools. You know, it's all about paying it forward and, and collaborating, connecting together. So all good. Thank you. No worries. As I have developed a deeper understanding of the Catalyst story, one of the things that has really impressed me has been the attention to detail that they have taken. Both Ross and Patrick have exhibited extremely analytical and strategic thinking around the whole implementation process. Some of the things that stood out to me were the importance of listening to feedback from staff, being specific with the expectations, and starting small. I've worked with a number of school leaders over the years and read a fair amount of research on what mechanisms actually lead to school improvement. And one thing that has stood out to me is the importance of having a razor-sharp vision. School leaders will say, yeah, I have a vision. But the difference between having one and actioning one is completely different. Actioning the vision is done through every single decision being intentional with time, resources and communication. For example, every message that comes from Catalyst is all about how the teacher is the most important learner and it is evident when you jump on their website and straight away you will see stories that promote recent conferences, data showing the positive impact and the research behind Catalyst. In the final episode focused on Catalyst, you will hear from the amazing team from St. Bernard's in Batehaven. I speak with the principal, Joanna Wayne, middle leader, Jennifer Smith, and kindergarten teacher, Rebecca Brady. They describe how the Catalyst message is being translated into their teaching practice. It's a great story, and I look forward to sharing it with you. However, that's it from me for today, and as always, stay curious, keep learning, and teach with purpose. Bye for now.